Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. You're in the right place if you're a real estate agent and you're looking to work smarter, not harder. If you're looking to attract more high-end and luxury clientele, you're definitely in the right spot. You could be a team owner, a broker owner, uh, an expansion team. There's something for everybody. I'm really excited about today's guest. Um, Before I introduce Richard, just a reminder, you can go to iTunes or Stitcher, look up Luxury Listing Specialist if you want to listen to previous episodes. We're celebrating our two-year anniversary here any, uh, any day now, and uh, we're really excited. We've got some great feedback from agents, broker owners, and influencers, and uh, if there's a topic that we haven't covered or there's someone you want to nominate that you would think would be a great guest to the podcast, please send me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup. Again, we're trying to raise the bar elevate it, raise the standards for agents. And uh, this is not just a North America podcast. We have listeners all over the world and we get feedback. So please share it with us. We love hearing your success stories. All right. With that being said, today's guest, I'm really excited. I met uh, Richard Silver from Sotheby's uh, at an event originally in uh, West Palm Beach last October, October of 2017, I was a presenter at an event there, and I was so impressed with uh, what he's doing from a marketing standpoint. Uh, we really hit it off, and then him and I had some drinks and hung out a little bit at Inman, New York, and, and uh, we, we previewed a $73 million penthouse, I believe, yeah. too. That day. Remember that, Richard? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. It was, it was. So with that being said, Richard Silver, welcome. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, and uh, obviously, I said you're with Sotheby's, and uh, but t- tell tell folks a little bit about you before we get going. Oh my God, um, yeah, I'd be happy to. I uh, I have a long history in real estate. I go back almost 40 years. Uh, I didn't start when I was five or ten. I was uh, older than that, and you can figure out the dates if you want. Uh, but the market was completely different. We did not have technology. Uh, we had a pen, and we had uh, carbon paper, and we had selectric typewriters, and uh, that was our uh, our technology. And I I'm, I'm was the proud owner of one of the very first cell phones. All my friends in real estate thought I was crazy, and what are you doing with that? And it'll never work. And here we are. They're just such a you know a great part of our uh, our technology that we use now. I mean, you know, can you imagine if somebody you know the other day I saw somebody and they said, well, just fax me this. I'm going fax. Facts. I don't fax, you know, PDFs and uh, emails and things. So I, I do go back. I have a long history in real estate. I've seen a lot of changes. Um, luckily enough, I've always been somebody to embrace change. I, I, I actually quite like it. It refreshes me. And so I'm always looking for the, you know, the latest shiny toy that that I hope will help my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what Michael was referring to is um, Toronto is very, very, very multicultural, probably one of the most multicultural cities in the world, if not just, you know, North America. 
So we have a lot of people coming here who've got great education, clean, fairly clean air, you know, as opposed to some other countries. Uh, we've got a you know a lot of building going on, a lot of uh, of um, uh, work in the area, and so we get a very large cross section of people. So. About 10 years ago, we came up with the name of Torontoism, and I wanted basically a, um, a, a team that was, you know, that looked like the members of our city. And so the yeah, people would feel yeah. comfortable coming. We have old, uh, we, you know, we have, I guess I'm the senior in the group. We have <laughs> other, other, you know, we have millennials, uh, et cetera. We have, a, we have a wide range, let's say. But then we yeah. also speak, uh, the five of us speak eight languages. Okay, let me let me stop you right there. So, yeah. just for the listeners, um, so really one of the, the the niches, the voids that some of our listenership have brought up is is specialist. And so, yeah. the reason I brought Richard on and, and Torontoism dot com is I was so impressed with how he has basically specialist on his team. In this case, um, they're specialist based on culture and mm-hmm. and language. And uh, Toronto is like I'm based in Chicago. And, and maybe some of the listeners are in a, a, a community where there's a melting pot, a lot of different, uh, you know, backgrounds and languages spoke, and, and Toronto definitely fits that uh, that description as well. And so I was so impressed with, you know, how Richard just kind of, uh, you know, alluded to. He 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 has specialists on his team that speak various languages. I, did you tell me eight different languages? Eight different languages, yeah. Eight and different the, languages, yeah. and if somebody comes to Richard or his team and they can't help them, well, then there's somebody else in his office, in his Sotheby's office, that uh, they'll be able to to help. And so that is something that I I was so impressed with. So I I hate to cut you off there, but I wanted to just kind of give a little background to everybody. So go ahead and and continue, Richard. I hate hate to tell you, not the downsides, but a caution, in that um, I've seen a lot of teams, and I look at the team and I think, oh my God, everybody's middle age, Caucasian, you know, there's no diversity in the team. And I wanted Mm -hmm. not only diversity in terms of language and culture, but I wanted diversity in terms of um, age groups, in terms of religion, in terms of just so that people would feel comfortable. I think we have like Mm -hmm. five of us are all from different, you know, religious backgrounds as well. But the other side of that is we all come with different sets of values. So there are t- at times when things are challenges. Um, you know, uh, here's how we do this in this country. Here's how we do this in this country. Um, so there is a lot of you have to be, you know, very flexible. But we have a lot of fun. We really do. And at the end of the day, you know, that we make our clients number one. And that's, that's the most important thing. We want to provide them with the best service possible. Mm-hmm. And so you have a little bit of a melting pot within yeah. your team, yeah. but on the same token, if you're, if, if, if you are working and we got to be careful, right. As, as real estate agents, right. you know, sometimes you're, you're afraid to ask some of these tough questions to your broker owner or yeah. another agent, because, you know, you, you don't want to offend people or you don't want to come yeah. across the, the wrong way. But the nice thing about what I hear you with your team and all the diverse background is, you know, you could, you could, you know, you know, ask one of your team members, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm working with a guy from Italy or yeah. from, 
wherever it might be, and yeah. can you g- give me a little bit of insight as far as how they negotiate? Or And you hate to be uh, stereotypical, that's not no. the point, but we, we all know that different cultures, they have different sets of values and they communicate differently and they have different expectations. Is that fair to say? Exactly, and they have different agendas. Uh, we do a lot of work with the uh, Chinese community, and it's actually quite different than the Southeast Asian community. The Chinese community is all about schools. It's all about education. Uh, labels, um, brands are very, very important, uh, whereas the Southeast Asian community, be it uh, India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iran, there is um, there's a much more focus on the value of the bottom line of the um, of, of the payoff for buying something whereas uh, you know the Asian community is, the, the Chinese community is little different even within that group uh, of of both immigrants and people who have uh, you know been here and had their yeah. had their permanent residency you do notice those changes and you have to understand um, how they negotiate um, it's it is a very very interesting uh, you know it's a challenge but it's really interesting there's not a, a dull moment in our business and overall uh, one of the things we always cover on our our podcast is you know for our certification richard and uh, you might remember this from our presentation yeah. but but uh, luxury it's all relevant and it's all relevant to the local market and mm-hmm. so some brands define luxury as million dollars and above and and as you know in, in, in hot markets where the luxury market is, is strong maybe you know million dollars is, is is low to be considered luxury for toronto or some yeah. other regions so yeah. we define high-end homes as homes that are two times the average sale price for that given market and luxury as three times the average sale price. And the other thing we always tell uh, our listeners is every market is different. Even if you say, hey, our market's hot, we're definitely a seller's market. I I would say in every market, the shift occurs from a seller's market to a buyer's market at some price point. So um, my question to you, not based on my definitions, but just if someone were to ask you at a conference, hey, Richard, what do you define as luxury price points in the, the Toronto, you know, uh, Ontario, Toronto area. Yeah. Uh, what, where, what would you say to that? In in the main areas, if I was doing a search for somebody who wanted to be in the high end areas, which in Toronto are Rosedale, Forest Hill, the Bridal Path, um, you basically have to start at uh, three to three and a half million. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. We were having this conversation about, you know, what is luxury? And sometimes I think luxury is the number of properties that somebody has. Mm. That, you know, um, you know, yes, um, you know, it is the price range, but do, you know, do they have secondary properties? Because a lot of the agents, I think they focus on the primary property and they forget um, they need to have a bit of a network that can deal with the secondary properties as well. They have to know people in the beach areas. They have to know people in the ski areas. Um, so I'm, I'm all for being, um, you know, making very diverse connections as well. Yeah, you do tons of travel uh, yeah. offline. Richard and I were catching up a little bit, and you know he's on a plane uh, a lot more than than I am, and I'm on a plane a lot. So yeah, um, well, but you're doing it. You're growing your network. Yeah, uh, you and and part of. Um, 
not just branding yourself as a global expert and authority, um, because you are, it's not just about branding. Um, a, you're sincere, but B, you do go to these places and you have a vast network. So oh, yeah. you're talking a little bit about all the incoming referrals you get just because naturally you're putting yourself out there and you're out there networking. Yes. I, I think, you know, I, I tease some people and I say, you, you know, you got to know that I would go to the opening of an envelope. And, uh, <laughs> and I think that's, you know, that's my job, you know, because I have the team and they can deal with the day-to-day. And every one of them is a specialist. Everybody has, you know, they're a specialist in condominiums. We have a half of our market is condominiums. Half of our market is houses. Um, there are certain areas within Toronto and they're very unique. And so I need somebody who's a specialist in that area. Or I also maybe need somebody who's a millennial to work with a millennial because the, you know, they may speak a different language than we do. Um, right, but all right. of those things, um, they don't stop me from going out. I guess my job is to go out and, you know, uh, to say bluntly, I guess I, my job is to feed the monster. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. as it grows, and we're we're about we're five now, we're probably going to add two or three this year, because um, we are in a in a better situation where we can add people. We've got things down. We've got a lot of technology behind our team that uh, is helping us deal with a lot more than we would normally deal with. Uh, be a, you know, we just added a brand new CRM that we like, and uh, we've got as many you know as, as much technology as possible. But it also will free up time for some of the people who are on the team. We've we've actually added a, an ISA, and I think we've talked about that. And she's on the phone. She makes 40 phone calls minimum a day and chats with the database and finds out if anybody, you know, if anybody has had any changes in their life, their lifestyle. And um, she's going back through a database that, you know, has been wonderful for me, but, you know, I, I have to admit, other than a newsletter every one, you know, 12 times a year, I haven't been picking up the phone and calling and, you know, having conversations about the kids and friends who might want to buy or sell. And mm-hmm. she's going mm-hmm. to, her job is to, to fill that void. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, feed the monster and you're out there networking and, and yeah. getting the brand out there. You know, yeah. uh, there's an old adage that I, I say all the time, shy real estate agents have skinny kids. <laughs> Again, uh, if you're not, if you're shy and you're in real estate and you're not, yeah. you know, stepping outside of your comfort zone, you're probably in the wrong industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think you have to be really, you know, obviously I, you know, I wouldn't drop in at a, at a funeral just because I was hoping for a listing. I wouldn't go that no, no. But, you know, yeah. every time I get invited to something, I if I can, I go, uh, even if it's just to support, uh, you know, another friend and hope that they'll come to something that, you know, and there's a lot of uh, social options, networking options. Um, we've been very lucky this year. As a matter of fact, um, we did a trip to Mexico, and on that trip, we got to meet a wonderful guy who is involved with um, family offices, so um, offices that are, you know, set up for major families who invest their wealth around the world. And that's been a really big eye-opener. You know, we've traveled, uh, we went with them last last week, we were in New York, we went to the Sotheby's auction house, we took them to see not only a 
uh, a seventy-three million dollar property, but our friend Kevin took us to see something around the I think it was the ninety-three million dollar property. Really, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and that is amazing. And we went to look at pink diamonds because apparently pink diamonds are basically come from Australia, and they're the only uh, there's only one mine, and they're about to close up, and so pink diamonds have become the latest uh, craze in you know in investment. So and you know and of course if you have to leave the country quickly you can always wear your diamonds so <laughs> there's a, there's a few bonuses to that but it was mm-hmm. fascinating and it was all these people involved in you know family businesses and you know trying to give them guidance on how to invest uh, you know large sums of cash Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our luxury listing specialist certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher-end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to LuxuryListingSpecialist.com. So tell us a little bit about, um, so first off, so to to kind of conclude the first um, segment, again, you did a great job of explaining, you know, not just uh, the age and the demographic or the religion or the language mm-hmm. spoken, but, but you know, I'm a big personality guy, dispersonality. Yes. But also, let's, let's face it, sometimes people want to do business with people that uh, yep. have some kind of affinity to them. They like similar exactly. sports teams or, you know, an Italian likes to want to do some yep. business with someone that speaks Italian. Yep. And so there's some yep. of that that naturally will increase your conversion and you might land clients that maybe another team or office doesn't because they, they don't have that, that common thread. Yeah. What's really interesting is when we hire somebody, I think they they probably think we're a little bit crazy. Uh, We ask them to do a disc profile. We ask them to do StrengthsFinder, which we really like. StrengthsFinder is, um, I don't know if anybody uses it that that you know of, but it also points out where not just the kind of personality you are, but where are your strengths? Where, what is this person who's going to be on your team? Are they great at wooing the other side? Are they great at bringing the other side to the table? Um, so we know we have a pretty good idea of what everybody does. And uh, not only do they speak a different language, not only are they a different cohort, but they may also be a completely different um, uh, kind of personality that it's going to be, be better to go on a listing appointment with or to be hmm. better to go on a difficult offer with. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important to use. And we also use... Um, I think uh, we've talked about this before. The crystal nose, um, mm-hmm. which is which is the the add-on to your Google, and it, you know, basically, we'll do a quick little search, and it'll tell you how to respond to the person who's emailing you. Have, have you yep. discussed that on the uh, on the? You know, we, we I don't believe we have. Obviously, yeah. I use that, but I love but, it. Uh, so, so both the um, Strength Finder, Strength Finder, that's a knows. that's a Gallup product. I think it's about thirty or forty dollars to do a test. But if you have a team, I think it's really important for you to know what everybody's strengths are, and mm-hmm. also the different personalities. You know, is that person going to, you know, even with my business partner and and myself, we're not dissimilar. However, I I you know I don't I, I we're not. I'm speaking with him, it, I'm forced to listen more to what he's saying, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm just, I'm, I'm like a completely different picture. 
So uh, it just helps with all sorts of things. If we get into a bit of a discussion back and forth, we can't come to an agreement. It, you know, I just have to pull back and I have to listen to what he's saying, what the issues are. So, but that well, helps. That was very, very helpful. Yeah, um, it does. You know, the other thing that you're really big into, which is my tagline, it's not the market, it's the marketing. And yeah. um, you put it front and center. And so yeah. um, you want to talk a little bit about, you know, some of the things that a seller could expect when uh, they hire, you know, the Silver Burtnick in association? Yeah, I think, I think the, you know, in, in the my marketplace, when I go out and maybe I'm one of three or, you know, I'm not too sure how many people they're talking to. I mean, obviously, there may be friendships or connections and you can't be that. But the question that they ask often or that they want to ask is, you know, what is the difference between you and, you know, company ABC? So right. we've created, why should I hire you? Yeah, why company should I hire ABC? you? Yeah. Yeah. So if your people, you know, if any of the listeners want to go to our website, it's called torontoism.com. And there's an about page and it basically says what we do for marketing. So obviously the brochure, the postcard, floor plans, uh, staging. I'm a big, big, big uh, believer in staging. So every property we go to see, we get it, get to list it. And what we do is, um, before we put it on the market, we have it staged. Every property gets, even if they're wonderful, and have great furniture everybody every property gets reviewed by our stager and you know she she'll make suggestions uh you know and then we do videography and photography and one of my great fans i'm a great big fan of something called box brownie and i'm mm-hmm. not too sure if i'm sure people use it but box brownie will take that green pool and make it blue and they'll take the blue the gray sky and make it blue and I think that really changes things for people. So we do a lot of videography, a lot of photography, and then ads, um, both you know, online, Facebook and Google and Instagram and websites. Uh, we do a lot of them, and you know, the the websites that we try and do are all over the world. And we're starting to use something called List Globally. Uh, which is a website, uh, listglobally.com, and basically what they do is they take a feed from your MLS uh, through your authority, and they take it and they place your listing in 120 different websites around the world that deal with real estate. So when the, whether it's in Australia or New Zealand, and, you know, I can't say that we've had a lot of phone calls from Australia or New Zealand. However, sure. you know, the sellers love it. The sellers mm-hmm. love it. You're, you know, I've, here I've gone, you know, you're in the Wall Street Journal, you're in the New York Times, but I've already taken you to 120 different real estate portals around the world. So that's, uh, you know, I, I think that's, you know, that's part of our challenge or our, our marketing difference. And I think that's very important. That's what people want to know. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know the, the discussion around can you get me the highest price at the lowest commission, I think should be more, uh, can I market your house to get you the highest price? Right, and, right. And the marketing, it's, you know, it's all about it. And and it's funny how, and you, you, I, I, you know, I, I go back 40 years, we listed a house, I, 
I, we would put the house on the market right away. We didn't even think of staging. So the, the whole process of having the house in the market in Toronto 40 years ago was almost no preparation, and then there was this time of it being on the market. And now uh, we'll go through a month or two months of preparation to get the house or the property on the market, and it'll be on the market for less than a week, and then we'll have multiple yep. offers. Yeah, first impressions are key First impression, here. it's the whole thing. It's the photography, high-definition photography, um, you know, and uh, I'm about to put something on the market uh, in the next uh, month and a half or so, and the, the seller has wonderful photos that were taken by a professional photographer, you know, when their house was being used for, I don't know, it was for a magazine or something, but they've, they've only got 10 photos. So, I, you know, I'm, I know I'm going to have a discussion with them, but i got to say, you know, i got to get you 50 high-definition photos. We have to have floor plans. We have to have all these things. His argument's going to be, well, I have all these professional photos, but I'm going to say, you know, the, this is a different market. We can't do that anymore. We can't just have eight or nine photos on a listing. Right, right. Okay. Just doesn't just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And you mentioned a resource. I'm very good friends with uh, out of Australia, Box Brownie. Yeah, they do some amazing work. They've been on our podcast. Um, yeah, and I've actually seen them. you uh, on Facebook with them. <laughs> They're yeah, great yeah, guys. Yeah, they are. Really, they are. And, a lot of fun. And, yeah, and who parties better than Australians? Oh, oh, oh my God. God. Oh yeah, we, I got some stories, but we'll keep, we'll save that for another time. But uh, <laughs> that's another also, podcast. <laughs> that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, no, that, that, this is very good, and um, I love the, the, you know, the marketing, the photography. Um, let me ask you, you do so much, um, and, and if you don't want to answer this, this is okay. Sure. Um, but every market's different. But just out of curiosity, do, do, does your team, um, what, in your market, what would be the average, um, I guess, for your market, listing agreement length, and how long is yours? That's my first question. Yeah. Well, talking you know about what? luxury here. Talking about the, you know the high yeah, end, unique. the high high end. High end's yeah. got to be a minimum of you know even a year, or two years. We have one listing that's two years because right. uh, you know you're you really thin out uh, the market when you're dealing with something like right now we have a house on the market for twenty two million, which for Toronto is probably uh, you know, it's pretty. You, know, you get into the twenty million, that's pretty good. You don't get into forty or fifty million, million unless it's a hotel or something. But mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. to have a house. We have a house in Rosedale, which is the prime area, and it is a, uh, you know, it's on an acre of land, and it's been renovated, and beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Well, that's $22 million. And, um, you know, it does take, it takes a long time, because your buyer is going to be, you know, out of the country, um, and they don't, they don't fly off the shelves. So it has to be okay. a year or two years, at least, before... And- because it's a large investment. And recently, we actually, and I, I guess I have to update this um, marketing, we, with that house, we actually hired a public relations firm to work with us and get us into the newspapers and magazines and Mansion mm-hmm. Global. And yep. so they were, they were working in full-time, and that was another thing that, you know, a lot of agents won't go to that uh, no. discussion at all. No, we actually have a full module in our certification on press and PR. It's one thing, you know, we, we, we work hard to get our clients' properties exposure. We, and many yeah. times we're investing in marketing dollars, but press yeah. and PR is oh. like that third-party validation. It's more believed, yeah. it's earned, it's more trustworthy marketing versus, yeah. you know, advertisement. So, um, by the way, uh, 
82, uh, is it Witchwood Park? Witchwood Park, sold. Yeah, sold. Uh, that, that was a property that, uh, yeah. you know, you and I talked about at yeah. the uh, Goodfellow event, so good yeah. job with that one. Thank you. That was a, that was a difficult one. It was, you know, what in in that case, and I, you know, you know, I was interviewed a couple of times about it. It was actually just finding the right buyer. We needed to find a buyer who wanted to go through the process of restoring a great house. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot of people come and they look at the house and they look at what they can do with it and modernize it, and that just wasn't the right fit for this mm-hmm. uh, for this house. And yeah. it was also not in, you know, it wasn't a Rose, it was a, a, a Rosedale or Forest Hill house, but not in either of those locations. It was sort of in a, an interesting location, but sort of caught, caught between. It was a shoulder location. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, but we got well, a good job on that. We got a good um, price. They did good for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My second question. Uh, so sure. you talked about length of the listing agreement. Yeah. Um, and if I don't know if it's even allowed in your market. Some markets and some brokerages allow this. Out of curiosity, do you charge any kind of either marketing fee up front or a marketing fee or cancellation fee if they try to get out of the contract before the expiration date? You know what? I don't, uh, but and I don't charge a marketing fee. I'm very, very firm on the commission that we, choo- that we, we work with. And uh-huh. I don't, I don't flex on that. Sure. And uh, you know, I allow everybody on my team. I say you can blame, you know, go ahead, blame Richard, or you know, blame Sotheby's or whatever. But sure, it's not changing. But no, it is included. However, um, we have such a brisk market here uh, that at the end of the day, for the most part, um, you know, they are they, you know, they do sell. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I look at right now, right right now. I I don't think I've ever had so few listings because, you know, as I said, we've had a really good market in the you know September, October, November, and I'm sitting there with uh, really hardly anything uh, on the market. You know, I've got a few things coming in January, but you know, our listing, uh, our you know, part of our issue in Toronto has been a dearth of listings. We we just don't have enough product. Yeah, I I know that uh, the national average, according yeah. to NAR, is about 4.2 months of inventory yeah, in the United no, no. States. Yeah, uh, we're not. It's it's really interesting in Toronto because you know I've been to Chicago, I've spoken there, uh, you know, and people are asking me about the Toronto market because they hear you know we have a, a huge number of cranes and a lot of built uh, buildings going on, and um, they the city has. Um, over a hundred thousand net immigration per year, and when that's happening to the, I mean, there's such pressure on the builders and the marketplace. That's what's you know, you know, giving us this market that is, you know, all through the the you know financial issues that were felt in the United States, um, you know, over the uh, banking issues. Um, Canada just kept on growing, and Toronto just was like crazy. Just because you know, big influx of people and not enough building. Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, for anybody that might have a referral uh, in that yes, Toronto please. marketplace, they want to get in contact with you. Um, is uh, Torontoism dot com the the that's best place the for easiest, them to go? Yeah, just yeah, that's the easiest place to go contact us. Um, you know, as I said, uh, for those people who have teams and we're using something called follow-up boss, any, any contact that goes into our, uh, 
on, onto our website, gets channeled through me by, by follow-up boss, uh, and anything you need, please, we'll, we'll get onto it right away, and I love to pay, love to pay uh, referrals. Well, you're you're a great man. I really enjoy our friendship, and uh, look Pleasure. forward to seeing you at a, a conference in 2019. Yeah, we um, got to we got to see you. Uh, we'll see you. I'm sure we will. I'm sure. We yeah, will. we'll definitely run into each other. Yeah. Uh, you're doing some great things. Continue Thank to you. raise the bar. Thank you, Richard. Thanks. Appreciate it. Again, if you guys have any questions uh, for me uh, in regard to this podcast or our previous podcast, again, our contact information, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. If you want some additional information on our certification, Lux or Luxury Listing Specialist, you can go to luxurylistingspecialist.com or shoot us an email. Literally, we just got a, a endorsement, if you will, from an agent who sat through our training in September and he just landed a $2.4 million listing, and he credits our training for that. So, again, if you're looking to shatter records and increase your average sale price in 2019, surround yourself with smart people, raise the bar, keep listening to our podcast, and if we can help in any other way, don't, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. And as I end all the shows, I remind you, it's not the market, it's the marketing. Keep raising the bar, lift people up, start spreading more love. There's too much negativity out there and prove others wrong. My name is Michael Lofito. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>